Let me invite your attention now to uh, a passage that's found in a book that we believe to be the very mind of God as black words on a white page. We believe that this is inerrant, infallible, inspired, the very uh, mind of God in print. So I'm in the 12th chapter of Exodus, and, um, and I'll begin reading in verse 37 and read through verse 39. It's a, sh- it's a brief passage, so you follow Uh, in your copies as I read. And the people of Israel journeyed from Ramses to Sukkoth, about 600,000 men on foot besides women and children. A mixed multitude also went up with them and very much livestock, both flocks and herds. And they baked unleavened cakes of the dough that they had brought out of Egypt, for it was not leavened, because they were thrust out of Egypt and could not wait, nor had they prepared any provisions for themselves. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God, it endures forever. You know, if you're new um, around here to Gracie Van or perhaps even visiting, um, I guess you could consider this one of the oddities of, of Gracie Van. It's one, I, I could say uniqueness, but that's a nice word. We're, we're more odd than we are unique. Um, but uh, my, my point is, we take this sacrament very seriously. We don't try to um, um, place it as an add-on at the end of the service um, and so that we can rush through it. We try to focus on it. My, my sermon is shorter. You'll notice I have one sheet instead of three. Um, we, try to, we, we, we try to focus on it and, um, uh, and take time to do so. And, and I want you to understand why. And maybe, maybe I've said this to you before and maybe you understand, but I, I, I don't tire of saying it. Um, one of the reasons that we think this is so important is because it's such a simple expression, such a simple statement of the gospel. Broken body, shed blood. What you get here is a, um, is a summary of the centerpiece of all of Christianity, that Jesus Christ uh, spilled his blood, uh, tore his body uh, on behalf of his people. And, and whereas my preaching uh, might confuse you, um, my preaching might even get it wrong. Um, this will never get it wrong. Um, and when I'm long gone and smoldering in the grave, uh, and you replace me with some liberal, uh, and he gets the message all fouled up, then at least once a month, uh, the gospel is here. We don't do it quarterly. We don't do it at the end of the service, kind of. We kind of make it the focus. Because if if nothing else, ladies and gentlemen, is said that is pure and simple expression of faith, it's this. So much more so than what I say. I mean, you know, I I lose you and you get bored and and I understand all that. But the sacrament is, is just hard to miss it. And so we try to spend as much time as we can allot to it. So that at least monthly, the gospel, we return to the gospel. Paul said to the Corinthian church, I, I determined not to know anything among you but Christ and him crucified. Well, next week, I'm going to preach about marriage. <laughs> not a whole lot of Christ and him crucified in that, in that series. But I mean, we will certainly point to him. But 
But here, here is something pure and simple and uh, unmistakable and, and hard, to, hard to confuse. So that's why this is important to us, it, why it's important to me. And, and um, so maybe that'll explain why we do what we do. Um, guys, the, 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 the phrase or the, the term, I guess, that really caught my eye in this. Oh, by the way, we, we have been looking at Exodus chapter 12 for several months Exodus chapter 12 is one of those key chapters in, in all of the Old Testament because it's a transition. You know that, um, I mean, if you, if you had any church background, I mean, but if you didn't, that's good too. Not, not good, but it's okay. Um, you maybe not recognize this, but if you were ever raised in any Sunday school, you remember the story of Exodus 12. It's the Passover. It's that last event that finally convinced Herod, uh, Pharaoh to let uh, Israel go. And it's where they painted the blood on the doorpost and the death angel came by, et cetera, et cetera. And then as a result of what takes place in Exodus 12, Israel is gone. They're out the door. They're headed to the promised land. So Exodus 12 is a real um, uh, pivotal chapter in the whole Old Testament. And so we've been using it for several months just to talk about the sacrament, trying to draw principles out of this very important night to apply it to this very important sacrament. So, uh, that said, um, the, the, the phrase that kind of caught my eye in, in uh, this little four verses was, is in verse 38, where um, the group that came out of Egypt is called a mixed multitude. In fact, if you've got an NIV, the NIV says, many other people went up with them. Um, I, I love the image that's behind this mixed multitude thing, this, this mass of humanity um, moving out of Egypt with all of their earthly possessions. You know, it says here that 600,000 men, of course, they didn't count women nor children, and the only men they counted were 20 and up. So um, if there were 600,000 men, 20 and up, you've got a crowd of about, I, I'm estimating, um, 1.2 million, 1.5 million, about uh, about all of the, the human beings in Shelby County are are moving out of Egypt. This mass of humanity with all of their possessions packed on their donkeys and all their pots and pans and, and um, their television sets and their pets and their pillows and they're moving out. It reminds me of the Clampets. Do you remember the Clampets and the Beverly Hillbillies with their, everything? Stuff? They're all, you know, 1.2 million of them are moving out of Egypt and, and headed to the promised land. Now, who were these people? Who were, who, what comprised this crowd? Well, first of all, the, the majority of them were, of course, Jews. But, but it says a mixed multitude also went up with them. So who's in that mixed multitude? Well, you've got all these Jews, of course, as I said. And then secondly, you, you, you've probably got a few uh, converted Egyptians who had, who had converted to Judaism, a part of the, the multitude. And then, then, um, and then perhaps some other enslaved people groups, um, uh, people who were ethnic minorities, but who had been also slaves alongside the Jews there in Egypt. Um, there were some black Africans in, in this crowd. We know that, Mer that Moses later married one. He married an Ethiopian woman. And Ethiopia, or um, 
some translations call it Cush, was the, the, the territory right south of Egypt. So uh, they're, they're in this mixed multitude. And then perhaps some, um, some Egyptians who had married Jews. Um, and, and they too were caught up into this. It, it was just a mongrel collection of people. You got, the, you got the black and the white and the rich and the poor and the educated and the uneducated, not so educated. And you got the Jews and the Gentiles and you got the, you know, the Democrats and the Republicans. They're, they're, it's just this one big mass of humanity that is moving out of Egypt. But the, but the point is, ladies and gentlemen, these are not all Jews. This was not Jews only. This was a heterogeneous group of people, subdivided internally, of course, into their own little uh, homogeneous units. But, you know, one of the, in, in our experience, one of the things that, that we see is that normally ethnicity divides people. But apparently not here, at least not now. Now, <clears throat> so you, if you get that picture of this mass of humanity with all their pots and their pans and they're moving out and, and you got all these various kinds of people and different color folks and, you know, they're all moving out of here. Um, what is it? What is, what is it that these people have in common? This, this mixed multitude of people. What is it that they have in common? Well, I'm sure there's lots of things that perhaps they, they might have in common. But there's one thing I know for sure that all of them have in common. And it's this. The previous night, all of these people had been in a house, some house, where... The blood of an unblemished lamb had been painted on the doorpost. This is a mixed multitude. All kinds of different people. But the one thing that they had in common is that their previous night had been spent In a house somewhere that had blood painted on the doorpost. This, this community of people owed their existence to a shared event. Um, they, they, they owed their unity to the fact that the previous night they had all sought shelter Behind spilled blood. They were all ex-slaves. All of them. All 1.2 million of them. All, all were ex-slaves. They, they all had stories about their previous cruel bondage and the, and, their, and the slave masters. But they had all concluded that Yahweh was God. Um, you remember the story about Rahab... Um, when Joshua was leading the armies of Israel into Jericho and the whole city had heard about Yahweh and what he had done at the Red Sea and what he'd done to the Egyptians and all that business. But there was only one person, one person in all of Jericho who had concluded that Yahweh was God. And that was a prostitute. Her name was Rahab. There was only one in Jericho. But there was 1.4 million 
that were, that were living in Egypt at the time, that it all concluded that Yahweh was God and, 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 and they were all ex-slaves. All of God's people that were moving out here were extracted from the same bondage and they were extracted by taking refuge behind spilled blood. And as different as they may have been, this much they had in common. And thus they had become one people. A mixed multitude. A mixed multitude indeed, but all sharing this event. The previous night they had hid behind the blood of an unblemished lamb. You know, you may have heard the name of Henry Nowen. Um, probably the best book that I know of that was written on the parable of the prodigal son was written by Henry Nowen. But um, Henry Nowen said this. He said, a community is a place where the person you least want to live with always lives. You know, that sounds like a church, doesn't it? <laughs> um, but this multitude, this mixed multitude that follows Jesus, you know, ladies and gentlemen, it's always mixed. Um, it's made up of people with all kinds of differences, racially, economically, politically. But they all have one thing in common. They think Jesus Christ is beautiful. They think that what he has done is the only hope they have for forgiveness of sin. You know, Gracie Van is a, is a mixed multitude. It's not very mixed and it's not much of a multitude. But, but we all have one. Actually, we have two things in common. All of us. No matter what your political preference no matter, or matter what your economic status, we all have two things in common. Number one, we were all once slaves. We're all ex-slaves, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what your particular brand of slavery was. It was probably different from mine. And we all got stories about being slaves to sin. But we were all once slaves. We were all once under the cruel heel of some kind of fanciful notion that we thought would bring us happiness. We have that in common, ladies and gentlemen, and I don't care who you voted for. One of the things that I've got in common with you is that we all have stories about our slavery, don't we? The other thing that we have in common, of course, is him. <clears throat> we all love the same Jesus, don't we? We've all hidden behind shed blood, haven't we? And there's no better illustration. <clears throat> Pardon me. No better illustration of that refuge than this.
And so, my brother and sister in Christ, no matter where you came from, no matter what you look like, no matter, no matter how much money is in your 401k, no matter what your political preference is, we have been brought into the same family through the same event. We might not have much in common, but we have this. And it's this that has made us into a family. And so, in the name of that Savior, I invite you to come and enjoy the very centerpiece and be reminded of the centerpiece of our soul's safety. Let's pray together. Our Father, I do pray that you will use this sacrament to remind us once again that um, what makes us who we are is not our past. It's, um, it's what Jesus Christ did for us in the past. That we are um, identified with his past and with his future. That we have been, because of our union with him, Crucified with Christ, but we will also be resurrected with Christ. So, Father, forgive me for muddling the message, but would you speak very clearly to your people through this sacrament? Meet us here, we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.